There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the decade of the 2020s, even the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul were not spared the woes of contemporary life. And at times of fear and confusion, the job of entertaining the public was the responsibility of My Talk 1071 a great metropolitan radio station whose reputation for laughter and giving back to the community had become a symbol of hope for the Twin Cities. My Talk 1071 presents Jason Matheson, Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts. Jason and Alexis in the morning with Holly Roberts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the third and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk one oh seven one, everything entertainment, everything damn John Williams is good. Ooh, yes. This is the theme to the Superman. It's our brand new theme. And that is a brilliant homage to the classic Superman opening. Uh, the Richard Donner film with the late great Christopher Reeve. Some of the best, it's one of the best opening sequences, opening title sequences of any movie. Go look at it. That's Rocco's son, by the way, Bruno, doing the narration there. He's good. Uh, yeah. Holly, did you write that? Did you write the... This is a Holly Roberts production. Yes. <laughs> Conceived in my brain. I love it. Rocco executed it. Mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, but yes. So yes. good. Hatch, it love it. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it is Wednesday, December 14th. Thanks for being here. Holly Roberts has a dirt alert coming up. Uh, we're going to debate a list from EW. Ugh. They're ranking the best SNL cast members of all time. Ooh, so that's we'll see hard. How- Ooh. Uh-huh. I know. Holly's already shaking her head. Ugh, stress. <laughs> Eddie <I know>. Murphy. <laughs> we love him. Well, you'll see. It's a very interesting top 20, I will tell you that. Ah, okay. I've already kind of looked at the list, so you'll, you'll see that. But right now... Okay. But right now, it is Wednesday. It is the third hour. So it is time for me to try to find the open for. <laughs> I was wondering. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, It is time for me. the asshole. find. I'm just being real. Love it. You were distracted by Superman. I was I was distracted by Superman. I had an apple in my mouth and I couldn't I had I couldn't find the damn open for that segment. Anyway, am I the ass hat? Uh, what do we have? Okay, Lex? I got it. Here we go. Am I the ass hat for wearing jeans to my daughter's wedding? 
Yes. We'll be right back. <laughs> da, 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 da. Bum. Holly roll commercial. No, okay, go ahead. All right. The mom writing this is 52. Her daughter is 24. She says, my daughter has always been a sloppy dresser. She never dressed up well when we would go to nice restaurants or family parties and only wore dresses or nicer coats instead of her usual outfit consisting of hoodies and jeans when we asked her several times. I've always found her constant failure to dress nicely for us selfish. Oh, Oh. This is a mom writing this. Yep. Yet she refuses to see it as we do and does not see the issue with her behavior. When she was 17, we had gone to a restaurant for my birthday and she wore jeans, a T-shirt and a long jacket that she'd only worn uh, when she was asked to. The next day, she dressed up in a skirt and sweater and overall a much nicer and more appropriate outfit to see her boyfriend without being asked to. And I was upset that she'd extended this courtesy to her boyfriend, but not me. I had told her off for it because before she left, but she was confused and didn't see how selfish she had been. Last week, she married the same boy, and I decided to let her see what it it felt like to be seen as less of a priority on an occasion that's important to her. So without telling her, I arrived at her wedding in jeans and a blouse instead of my prepared outfit. However, at the wedding, I was shocked to see that my daughter didn't seem to take issue with it. She didn't comment on my attire once throughout the day and still and and has still been in the same level of contact with me yet has not mentioned or seemed to have even cared. My husband, however, is angry at me as he has tried to discourage me from swapping my outfit to a more casual one and now is telling me that I had embarrassed him with my attire and that as mother of the bride, I should have been more considerate of how it made him look to stand next to me. I, however, thought he had agreed with me that our daughter's behavior was selfish and that this is nothing compared to the years of her refusing to put in the effort to dress nicely for us also quickly before i ask the question shout out to tammy lee my talker who sent us this so thank you very much here's the question am i the asshat for wearing jeans to my daughter's wedding 651-641-1071 call holly on a rotary phone (laughs) your cell phone however you're calling go ahead and call um i'll start (laughs) Um, yeah, she's the asshat. The mom's the asshat. At first I thought, no, but don't play these reindeer games at your daughter's wedding. You're the adult. You're the mom. You should rise above this. And and it's just about wardrobe. You really want to die on this hill. She could be a horrible person. She could, she could be a hoey folk singer. There's a lot of, uh, There's a lot of horrible things your daughter could be. Yes. And all she does, she has a different fashion sense than you. So you're punishing her by being an infant at her wedding, like a nana nana boo boo. You're wearing jeans. Yes. Yeah. Well, come on. Be a mom. Rise <sighs> above it. Lex, what do you yes. think? Yes. Oh, she's not only an asshat for this situation, she sounds like an asshat mom. Yeah. What kind of mom holds a grudge like that for so long? That, about jeans? And then uh, there's probably, yeah, more, and then decides 
her wedding of all days is the time to teach her a lesson. And the daughter is kind of a hero to me because guess who looks like the ass hat at the wedding in jeans and a blouse? The mom. Yeah. And if you're like, eh, whatever, that's what my mom's wearing. You be you kind of situation. She's modeling what her mom should have always done. Yep. Holly, your thoughts? Uh, mom is the ass hat for 200, Alex. <laughs> I mean, just to execute that level of pettiness on your child's important day, get over it, honey. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, Mm -hmm. Linda, listen, (laughs) Linda. Linda. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go to Elizabeth on line two. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Uh, Is the mom the asshat? Of course she is. And my comment on that is, if we lived in a world where we just constantly got each other back, we would never get anywhere. We would never progress. It would be an awful place. So your job as an adult is to be the better person, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. And she did the opposite. So she looks like the asshat. And you know what and you know, too, Elizabeth, it's over something so petty. You know what I mean? Like, just right, not right. inconsequential. It's just ridiculous. But again, it just perpetuates this constant need for everybody to get each other back and to get revenge. And right. that is not a world that we need to raise children in. No. We need to be better. Yeah. yeah, we sure do. Thank you, Elizabeth. Gosh, can you imagine the husband? Well, the husband has a valid point, too. He's looking nice in his suit. And there's mother Sloppy. of the bride in jeans and a blouse. Sloppy McSlopperson. Uh, Holly, who should we go to now? Let's go to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the show. Is the mom the asshat here? Definitely. So I'm actually a wedding photographer, so I see all kinds of this all the time. Um, And I think think the mom will regret it because it's just like the last person said. It's just petty, and it just makes you look like trash at a wedding. Yeah, and those photos last forever. Danielle, yeah. Yeah, Danielle we ask, ask. Ask. we got I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, what's one of the weirdest things you've seen at a wedding? Oh my like, god. I don't even know like, at this point. Like, um, like, I definitely like, had give me give me like a relative meltdown. I want someone oh, like announcing like a pregnancy or some what's like oh, the weirdest yeah. thing that you've seen? Well, I definitely I had two morticians get married and they were like the meanest people ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Yep, two uh, funeral directors got married, and they were just mean and horrible to everyone at their wedding. Um, but then oh. I would say the weirdest thing was that I had a bridesmaid and a groomsman who were not married to each other. They actually were hooking up in the bathroom at a wedding. <gasps> yeah. A bridesmaid and a groomsman, and they were both with other people? Yep, both married and, to other people. And hooking up in the bathroom during the, during the shenanigans, during the wedding yep. stuff? Ooh. Yep. Did you say anything, or were you like, oh, hold on, smile? Nope. (laughs) Can you you lift your left arm just a little bit? Just lift that. You put it in the book for the bride and groom, like, ooh. (laughs) Behind the scenes. Okay, I have one more follow-up question about the morticians. You said they they were mean to people at their own wedding? Yeah, they just had attitudes with everyone, and they were like, we're not friendly people, so I don't know what the deal was there. But. Oh, God. Ooh. I love this. Danielle, thank you. Thank you. Oh, call back anytime. Yeah, anytime. Oh, let's, those stories let's, are incredible. I love that. Let's give Judy uh, the last word here. Hi, Judy. Is the mom the asshat? 
Yes, she is. And I'm thinking all the people at the wedding looked at the mom and thought, well, now I know where the daughter gets it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or that the daughter rises above. She might become hero status with them. Well, if she dressed differently for her own wedding, yeah. I mean, yeah. she probably had a wedding dress on. Yeah, yeah probably. Yes. looked like an idiot. Yes. Yeah. Again, again, Judy, over jeans. Like, for you're going to die party. on that hill? Yeah, you're going to you're gonna put the flag on that hill? Come on. Uh, boy, for sure. Yeah. That's the only battle you got to fight. You are a lucky woman. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Judy, thank you so much for calling. Have a good holiday. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Judy. Oh, yeah, she, Judy's right. That That's what you have to worry about? Please. Please. Ugh. Save yourself. Listen, Linda. Listen. <laughs> Listen Linda. This is getting I'm, out of hand here. I'm still on that. Um, I'm still on those two wedding people hooking up in the bathroom. Wouldn't that just be horrible? You're, you're at a like a you're at a big wedding <clears throat> and you walk into the bathroom and catch your significant other knocking boots. Oh, with if a, you catch your own. Oh, my mm, gosh. Oh, God. If you're I, you know, I would you, get I know I well, look, I would probably lose it and get violent. I'd ruin, I'd ruin everyone's day. <laughs> Lex would, and I quote, lose it and get violent. I mean, I, I don't know if I could control myself. That yeah. would be so crushing. Especially in the bathroom. Can't you find a better place? Come Ugh. on, seriously. Ugh. Ew. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, am I the asshat? Monday and Wednesdays right here. <laughs> yeah, I see it still. You guys would be holding me back. Maybe you join in. I don't know. Well, I know I would join in. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm, okay, oh, come yes. on, guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. No, no dry humping on the koala care, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that isn't strong enough. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Koala care. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, don't. You, you break that. That can't sustain two adult people. Oh, it can barely yeah, hold a, a toddler sometimes. I mean, yeah. some of those are scary. They're at like a 45-degree angle pointing down. Oh, and God. you're just like, whoa, is this a slide or a changing table? Oh, Lord. I'd just change them on the floor. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I don't have babies. I don't know what to do. Anyway, the My Talk, uh, the My Talk 87th Annual Santa Project benefiting Ronald McDonald House Charities is going on right now. Bring a toy or gift to Southern Lights in Burnsville this Friday during uh, Don and Steve. And, he, and Alexis is actually going to make a surprise appearance as well. Uh, she'll be out there with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Oh, they, they do such a good job. There's going to be great food. You can take pictures with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Of oh. course, they'll be doing the show there. Just It's yeah. so festive, and they just do such a great job at Southern Lights. It's going to be so fun. Please bring a toy for the Santa Project. We want to pack that bin That's multiple right. times. Several times. For the kids at Ronald McDonald House. Use keyword Santa on our website. We'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. Like no other. Hey, it's Jace for Nutrisource, the official dog food of Dexter and Mr. Big. Um, Katie Canine's been telling me forever. Well, first of all, Katie was the one that recommended Nutrisource to me. And she's also been telling me to rotate. Rotate that food. And you can when you're in the Nutrisource family because they have an entire library of products. For instance, you can start with the main Nutrisource line. Uh, that's what I'm feeding the boys right now. You have large breed variety, puppy, senior, weight management, then you can switch to their Pure Vita line. Pure Vita basically means limited ingredients. Uh, the best ingredients. I always say, you're not going to flip the bag over and see 4,000 uh, words. 
Then go to the Element Series, that beautiful bag. I love that logo that returns your dog to a natural primal diet that they should be having. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a retailer near you. Make the switch. We all love it when... This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Movies, TV, concerts, Hoey Folk, and more. It's all right here in the Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Oh, hello, Jason and Alexis. We're going to start today's Dirt Alert off with a Scarlett Johansson story. She's opening up about her early career, and she claims her old management team, quote, groomed her into taking on bombshell roles when she first started out in Hollywood. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh huh. She said, I kind of became like an ingenue. She said, young girls like that, like her, are really objectified. And that's just a fact. So, I think whatever box they're put into, it sort of sets you on this trajectory of how your life will go. And now, obviously, women, she said, are able to choose their own paths. But this was like 20 years ago. And she said, when she was in her late teens, she began to come into her own. And her management team started to put her in all of these sexy movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like um, kind of like Natalie Portman's experiences yeah. too. Very much. Natalie so. Portman has been very open about her early years and how gross it could have kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. Think of Brooke Shields too. Oh, she has stories. Brooke yeah. Shields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Scarlett Johansson said, "I was kind of being groomed in a way to be what you would call the bombshell type of actor. I was playing the other woman and this object of desire." And she said, "You know, I suddenly found myself cornered in this place, like I couldn't get out of it." You know, movies like Lost in Translation. She was in a bunch of Woody Allen movies where she played characters like that, and uh, she was eventually tr- able to transition away from those movies. In those kind of roles, but it took some time. Yeah. Woody Allen, yeah. you say? Imagine that. Oh, you don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Woody Allen, you say? Okay. <laughs> okay. And now, of surprise, course. Surprise, surprise. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Jim Neighbors, that one. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously Scarlett Johansson has been able to transition to her career. She uh, is the, one of the highest paid women in Hollywood and uh, is able to pick and choose uh, the kind of projects she wants to do. Now she's she an action should. hero. Yes, mm-hmm. as she should. Uh, Jay Leno is talking with the Today Show, the full interview out this morning, Ooh. and he revealed that a clogged fuel line explosion led to his face catching on fire last month. Oh, uh, yeah. The details oh. of this. Oh. Yeah. So the details, he's sharing them with Hoda Kotb. He said that he and his friend were working on a 1907 white steam car in his garage in L.A. A fire broke out. Jay Leno said the fuel line was clogged and I was un- uh, underneath it. And he said uh, that uh, blow some air through the line and then suddenly, boom, he said, I got a face full of gas. Oh. And that just lit his face on fire. Oh. Yeah. Oh, here's I have a little bite of that, Holly. Let me play a little bit, a little a little fun piece of this interview that just aired uh, here locally. Take a take a listen. What help if I turn off? You know something in the real world? This happens to people every single day. If you work with your hands, people work with their hands, get injured every single day. Yeah. And I don't want to be some whiny celebrity. Oh, boo, boo. Who is me? I don't want to be one of these people. Oh, I have all these cars and this beautiful house and. 
Uh, and look what happened to me. People go, shut up. Yeah. So how, I know that working in under cars and with cars has always been your happy place, your safe place. Right. Do you have now any skittishness? No, no. Did I learn from this? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jay Leno uh, having some perspective and some humility yeah. about all of that. And, you know, he's on the mend, and his doctors had previously said he's on the full road to recovery. Awesome. He looks good, too, yeah. watching that video. Yeah. He looks, yeah, he's healed well. Yes, he has healed well. Pamela Anderson, there's a new documentary and a new memoir coming out oh. in January. About Pamela Anderson. And uh, the documentary is going to be released on Netflix. And one of the things she's going to be talking about is her reaction to the Hulu series Pam and Tommy. (gasps) Oh, yes. That trash. Yeah, which that trash was all about the fallout from the theft of the sex tape of Pamela Anderson and her then-husband Tommy Lee's honeymoon. So this is being released in tandem with her memoir, Love, Pamela. And she did say of the project she was very hesitant to do it, to look back. But she said in the process, she feels empowered. And Pamela Anderson says, I hope that my story inspires people to have a great bleep in time and not worry so much. Oh, well, good. Mm-hmm. That show was such trash. I tried to watch oh, it. Same. I tried. Oh, I watched one it, episode. Oh, did you like it? No. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Oh, no. God. Oh, Horrible. It was a fascinating premise, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, maybe we don't need an eight-episode limited series no. about this no. topic. And in this tone, in this way. And so I hope in this new documentary, Love, Pamela... We get to hear Pamela's own perspective of what really happened to her and all of that. Well, and it's called a love story, huh? I wonder if it's the love of her kids, learning to love herself. Yeah. Out Hmm. January 31st. Maybe a combo of all those things. Yeah. Love. Hey, don't forget, download the newest episode of Two Fairy Godfathers, available right now wherever you get your podcasts. This one's uh, reviews of some newish attractions. Should you ride them when you go? We'll tell you. Two Fairy Godfathers. We're going to take a break. SNL cast members are ranked next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. Clap on. Clap on. Clap on. Clap on. Clapper. Let you turn things on or off from anywhere in the room. Just plug in the clapper and a television, lamp, stereo, almost anything you want to clap on and off. Clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off, the clapper. Clapper is available at Meyer, Perry, Hills, and Osco. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. That announcer, man, he looks like, he sounds like he barely cares. Turns the item on or off, yeah, uh, whatever yeah. you want to turn on, it's Lead the clapper. I'm yeah. cool. Wow, mm. doesn't that sound great now? Can we still get a clapper? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can still get it. Really? But, yeah, but. You guys but want Lex, one? I'll, I'll no. order us some. I, I, I no. need one of these. No, I'd rather have a Gwyneth Paltrow Chia Pet. Thank you very much. <laughs> No. Hey, wait, her face, or are we talking the shape of like something else? Well, you know. Oh, okay. I... Like, <laughs> she always vagina? said she, she always said she has a seventies vibe. Oh. 
<laughs> no, I'm good. I don't need any growing vaginas in my house. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might be the only one you want, okay? I, I, again, you just water my, it and let it grow. Yeah, my husband's platinum. He hasn't uh, <laughs> scared him. Right. He's, a plat- he's a platinum gay. He's never seen one, so... Um, that might scare them. Oh. So thanks, thanks, but no thanks, Lex. That's oh, right. no clapper. Okay. No, nice. no, because now, uh, by the way, welcome back, Jason Alexis in the morning. I'm Jason Alexis and Holly. Um, we don't need that anymore. The technology we have, like, uh, we have. I'm not going to say her name, mm. but the Amazon Home Assistant can turn oh, stuff on. She can help with that. That's right. The you know Siri can. Right. Um, you know what I mean. So we don't we don't need we I don't feel need like that anymore. Still. <laughs> Well, you can do that. No one's telling you you can't. There's a whole clapper. Yeah. Ah. Clap away, girl. Clap away. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I'll look into it. I see. mean, if you want to clap just to turn the show off, like at the end, we're going <laughs> to just, just clap and go to Don and Steve. We can and, do that. And be like we that can. woman in the bed at the end of the commercial who turns around and can't That's be bothered. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, tired. We're going to clap off. Here comes Donna and Stevie boy. Just it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> can't be bothered. We can't be bothered. Uh, oh. We can't be bothered. We have uh, a list mm. to debate and bitch about. Okay. This list. This list. It's unbelievable. Do you want us to look at this list, Chase, or are we kind of just... Nope, nope. Okay, don't look I'm at it. I'm going to go through okay. it because I want your first okay. live reactions. Okay. This is Entertainment Weekly. Okay. You know, it is the season for lists. You know, everyone puts out these lists now uh, at this time of year. Uh, this is uh, Entertainment Weekly, the best SNL cast members ranked. 48 seasons. Ooh, this is so uh, hard. <laughs> uh, over 160 cast members. So I will tell you, this is interesting. Some of their criteria was, I, I, I don't disagree with it. They are only looking at the cast member's contribution to the show when we were when they were there they are not taking into Smart. consideration their success past SNL or before SNL meaning people from like the 84 85 season like Martin Short, Billy Crystal, Harry Shearer and Christopher Guest are not on this list because they obviously went and Julie Louis Dreyfus um they obviously went to greater things. This is only their contributions while they were there. Memorable characters, maybe how long yes. they were there. That makes sense. Okay. They're they're not thinking of their pre or post career from SNL. Okay. Smart. I'm going to, it starts at 24 for whatever reason. Okay. I'm going to tick, I'm going to tick through the twenties kind of quick. Okay. And then you guys stop me if you have something to say, or if you highly disagree. Uh, number 24, Chris Parnell. Number okay. 23, Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Number 22, Edie Bryant. 10 okay. seasons. Yep. 21, Fred Armisen. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Number 20, Cecily Strong. Okay. She's still a cast member, right? Yep. Okay. Number 19, Jan Hooks. Oh, she should be higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, oh, I, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, oh, with Phil Hartman? Oh, yes. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, one when of they the, would sing, what was that skit called? Well, the one of the Sweeney sisters. Yes. Jan Hooks, one yes. of the unsung heroes of thank Saturday you. Night Live. Put her thank on. Yes. Up, 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 up. Yeah. 
The Sweeney sisters. Oh. She's in a great, oh God. Lex, you know what I'm going to say. She's in my favorite, very obscure. Holly, you've probably seen it. Jan Hooks, they did a riff of the People's Court with John Lovitz playing uh, Mr. Mephistopheles. Yes. And, and we played Jan, this. Oh, God. Bonnie, oh. you got a hush, honey. I'm going to smack you. You've got the hush. She plays the mother of this, like, of of uh, Rosanna Arquette, who's like this kind of hoey girl suing the devil. And uh, oh. Jan Hooks plays her mom, Vonda. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. Anyway, so good. Okay. Uh, back to the list. Okay. Jan Hooks, 19. I think we all agree that should be higher. Yeah. Number 18, Will Forte. Will Forte. Oh. Eight seasons, to uh, 2002 to 210. Daryl Hammond. He should be higher, up. don't you think? Um, Maybe a little bit. I like him right about there. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm not sure who else. Um... Yeah. Okay. You know, he did he MacGyver, Magoo- but that's. Yeah, MacGruber. MacGruber. So yeah, MacGruber. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> Number 17, Daryl Hammond. Ooh, he should 14, be higher. Uh, 14 seasons. Uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, man, we play Sean Connery. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. my favorite. The pen is mightier. <laughs> <laughs> Number 16, Adam Sandler. Oh, we have to think of his contributions to the show. His contributions to the show were mostly, I feel like, on Weekend Update. Yeah. And so, in his skits. And his songs. In his songs. The skits were okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's probably where, that's probably right where he is. Yep. Number 15, Andy Samberg is oh. higher than Adam Sandler. Yeah, those seven I see that. seasons. I can see that. Those digital shorts, I, very oh. influential. Yep. Yeah. Number 14, Maya Rudolph. <gasps> Love her. Love. She yeah. should be higher. That era. He should be in single digits. That era, Polar, Wig, Gasteyer, oh. Dratch, um, Tina Fey. Come on. Yes, yes. It's one of the brightest eras of SNL. Agree. Mm-hmm. Number 13, uh, the aforementioned Kristen Wig comes in at 13. Oh, God. Oh, God. She, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh. Denise what? with the baby hands. Denise. Oh my gosh. One, one of still my favorite SNL characters ever. Ever. Target yes, lady. The Target lady. That's what oh. I was thinking. Target. Oh. We're going to Target. <laughs> She's, I, I oh. would, oh, I, 13 might be good when you see the top 10. Okay, yeah. But my gosh, uh, she could be in top 10 and I wouldn't argue with it. Yeah. Uh, number 12, Keenan Thompson. Oh, absolutely. 20 seasons. He's been, yeah, I was going to say he's been on for a long time. Yeah. But not just longevity. And his, and his characters, he too. Has, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number 11, Chris Farley. 11, Chris. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. What he did is classic. Yeah. 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 How long was he on? SNL? He was on five seasons. Five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number. Here we go. Let's do this. Let's take a oh, break. Dancing when with we Patrick come back, <laughs> when we come back, it is yep. the top 10, okay. the top 10 of SNL cast members after this. I found that great uh, Jan Hooks clip. We're going through Entertainment Weekly's list, ranking the SNL cast members of all time from 24 to number one. We're getting ready to do the top 10 or reveal their top 10. Jan Hooks. From the mid to late 80s, we think should be a little higher. An unsung hero 
Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite Jan hooks is a takeoff of the People's Court. <laughs> she plays the mother of Rosanna Arquette, who's suing the devil, Mr. Mephistopheles, um, played by John Lovitz. And here is Jan Hooks approaching, <laughs> coming up to her daughter uh, to try to defend her daughter in the people's court. Take a, And Phil Hartman plays the judge, Wapner, by the way. Take a listen. Yes, Your Honor. Your Honor, I'd like to say something if I could, please. <laughs> Excuse me, are you a relative of the plaintiff? I am her mother. <laughs> and what is your occupation? I am a barfly. <laughs> And by that, you mean you loiter in bars waiting for men you don't know to buy you drinks? That is correct, Your Honor. (laughs) Proceed. Well, I don't think that Vonda here knew what she was getting into when she signed this contract now. She is only 18 years old, Your Honor. 18 going on 8. It's true. Now, I'm telling you, she doesn't understand words like immortality or a soul or eternity or any of that I do business. Too. Bonda, I'm going to smack you, honey. You've got to <laughs> You can see that in the SNL uh, YouTube page. You have got to hush. Um, okay, we are now to the top 10. Let's see if we agree uh, with this. Number 10, Dana Carvey. Yes. Oh, should yes. be higher with mm-hmm. church lady? There's such well, memorable characters. Should it be? I don't know. Okay, Let's, well, we have to see the rest of the list. Yes, yes. I know, but that Definitely was my first thought, too. He, uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore to me. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Kate McKinnon. Oh, absolutely. Her characters uh, yeah. are so memorable. Her impersonations. Yes, Colleen Rafferty, you know, who always kept getting uh, kidnapped by the UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love when she hosted that or when she played the lesbian uh, cat, uh, cat groomer or the cat uh, a boarding place. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Number eight, John Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. yeah. Uh, that's a yeah. nice spot yeah. for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. Um, number seven, same cast, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Coneheads alone. Thank you. Bassomatic. <laughs> Bassomatic. <laughs> Wild and crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Steve. Mm-hmm. Number six, I think this is so warranted, Will Ferrell. Oh, oh. yes. Mm-hmm. He should be on this just for his George W. Bush imitations. <gasps> that alone, yeah. I mean, probably one of the best SNL political impersonations ever. Oh, God, yeah. he was good. Yeah, and equally oh. hilarious as a funny person and a straight guy. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. Versatile. Is Number Sherry five. Terry oh. on this list? Because remember, they did no. that. No. They did. No, she's oh, not. not. No, you don't think she should I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no, I don't think she should I'm just thinking of that... Um, Cheerleaders that they always did. Bartons, yeah. But maybe that is the most memorable character she did. So hmm. number five, Gilda Radner. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I would almost put her top three, but I don't care. I, I don't have a problem with the rest here. Yeah. Okay. Number f- number four, Bill Hader. Oh, yes. Love him. The goat man. I I think Bill Hader is one of the more oh. underestimated ones. People forget eight seasons. Oh, what he did on that show 
it's this is worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, so funny. Yeah. Alan Alda, Vincent oh. Price, Al Pacino. He Stephane. did James Carville, Stefan. Come yes. on, we could do a whole segment every day just running the best of Stefan. Oh. We couldn't run half of it, but you know that's fun. <laughs> right, and all the weekend updates. You know, he's got his characters. Oh yeah. Number three, Bill Murray. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two, Phil Hartman. Oh. Absolutely. Legend. Without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. God, he's so funny. Any guesses for number one? It has to I, be Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And if it's not, I'm going to be offended. Same. <laughs> Same. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. Eddie Murphy. Without a doubt. <laughs> yes. Come on. Gumby. Yeah. Oh. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. My <laughs> The Hot Tub. James, James Brown Celebrity, Brown Celebrity hot, hot Tub. Hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Oh, God. Oh, buckwheat. Yes. Buckwheat. Eddie Murphy oh single-handedly saved oh. that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, youngins. Oh, my gosh. What Holly gosh. just said is at, that was a disastrous era He wasn't even SNL. on that long either. No. How but many seasons was he? Three, four. That's it. Wow. But, and it's that impactful. Oh, without a doubt, that show was, oh. was, was, had a good chance of being canceled. And Eddie Murphy saved it and made it rev, uh, revel. I'm sorry. Like, uh, what's a Benji from Howard Stern? Uh, <laughs> just made it. A pop culture moment. It, he, it was in the zeitgeist. I mean, everywhere. I mean, remember when Buckwheat was shot? Uh, when they kept cutting into uh, it was just oh. <laughs> the Ted Koppel. We, yeah. we interrupt. We Buckwheat were- has been shot. <laughs> it's just oh my gosh, every character. Oh. Yeah, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? This list isn't that bad. It's not. I got to tell you, I've seen worse. <laughs> We've debated worse lists. Yeah. This How one's not Molly bad. Molly Shannon? Was she on the list at all? No. It's hard to narrow it down when you just I, limit it to 24. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Molly is good, though. Yeah, I would put she, Molly. I, and She would have definitely been in the top 24 for me. No Polar, no Tina Fey. Oh, my think, gosh, yeah. But think about it. More writers. They were more writing, and they, yeah. you know... Maya belong there because there's oh nothing my. funnier than Maya making fun of Oprah's favorite things episode <laughs> yes. when everybody's heads explodes. The women in the audience <laughs> scream so loud their heads explode. Yes. Oh, God, that's so funny. Anyway, oh, she's singing. Yeah, she's got it. Yeah. Yep. You can see that list. Yeah, on I'll, Entertainment I'll put a link up on our show page too, Jace. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Uh, well, uh, Lex, you, Lex, you want to clap? You want to? Where show's over. Just want to clap it off. There we go. Clap off. <laughs> and we're going to the adventures of Donna and Steve. <laughs> that's right. No, no, that's no. You're you're mixing two shows now. It's the Donna and Steve oh, experience. Oh my gosh. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Oh no, and this I'm sorry. Is just the new adventures of old Lex, old Holly, and old Jason. <laughs> well, you be you. <laughs>